My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Today, I'm going to review a film entitled The World to Come. Now, I was excited to see this moving picture just upon hearing the title, and that's because I figured it to be a dramatization of Hebrews 2.5, i.e. the verse, For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come. At last, I thought, as I took my seat in the movie theater, a fine biblical entertainment from which the godless liberals might glean our Lord's plan. But as it turns out, that's not at all what it was about. No, the subject matter was um, quite a bit different. Let me start by saying that on the surface, this story concerns two of the luckiest women on earth. Why lucky, you ask? Because both ladies in the film are married to farmers, and good fortune doesn't come much better than that, no siree. A gal who's wedded to a man of the plow is surely blessed. Trouble is, these wives don't quite realize that, and therein lies the burr beneath the saddle. It's the late 1850s, see, and Dyer and Abigail are enduring a cold, cold winter on their upstate New York farm. Or, as Abigail writes in her journal, With little pride and less hope, we begin the new year. So from the outset, we learn they're not what you call happy farmers. I guess because, one, the farm ain't doing that well. Two, like I said, it's cold outside, and three, a few months earlier, they'd suffered the loss of their four-year-old daughter to diphtheria. Maybe that last one should have gone first. It's a biggie. Still, the couple's cordial to each other, cordial in the way, say, two account managers might be if forced to work on the same marketing project despite their mutual dislike. And the bleakness that engenders, well, it just seems bone-deep. So much so, you wish one of them would lighten the air with a knock-knock joke or something. I mean, I used to do all kinds of hilarious things to brighten my wife Elspeth's day. Why, I'd sit on the milk and stool backwards and say, Where's old Francis the cow? I can't find old Francis, even though the cow was standing right behind me, and that'd give the missus a chuckle or two, a, a chuckle or two every time. Or I'd buy a bag of jelly beans and make like I was going to plant them in the field. We'll have 20 acres of candy by fall, I'd say, if we can keep the children from stealing it. And she'd look up from her sewing and smile. So that's what that fella in the movie should have done to brighten up his dour wife's day. Then she'd realize what a pleasure and a privilege it is to be on the farm. But instead, he says stuff like, Oh, seven, an earthquake knocked down our house in the barn. Oh, heavens, could you add something a little more hopeful? The dread never fully went away. No, I guess you couldn't. Anyway, what should happen? But one day, a new couple rents a nearby farm. And they are, if anything, even less happy than the first pair. I don't know if there's a scale or something that can measure that, but they're probably at least 15% more disgruntled. And despite that, or because of it, this new gal, Tally, she strikes up a friendship with Abigail, and you know how it is when the ladies get together. They're going to spend their time talking about what lunkheads their husbands are. I mean, go on about that instead of being helpmeets to those self-same men. This, even though Tally's husband gently tries to suggest that she 
be a bit more cooperative. I have certain expectations and you have certain duties. See, just a friendly request. But she gets all upset because... My husband is killing his hawks. Well, those pigs weren't going to commit suicide, so what was the alternative? I, I don't know. So I'm watching this movie, and the relationship between these two farm wives is getting closer and closer and closer. And then what happens? I'll give you a hint. We go from... I hope I'm not keeping you from something. To... When you think about us. To... We shall sing like birds in a cage. Get the picture? Oh, yeah. And all this while their men toil sun up to sundown to keep the farm going. Worse, Abigail's husband comes in late to find her chores ain't been done. I mean, honestly, if one's wife sets her cap for another gal, is it too much to ask that she at least take time out from her same-sex relationship to milk the cow and cook the repast? Really, if I'd found out my beloved wife Elspeth had been carrying on with the head of the ladies' auxiliary and I came home to a dirty house and a cold plate, well, I'd have given her quite a talking to. I'd have said, uh, what I'd have said is, uh... I don't know how to put it into words. Okay, but believe me, Romans 126 would have figured heavily into the discussion. Anyway, this being the 1850s instead of the 2020s, things don't work out so well for our ladies. There's separation and tragedy, and everybody left standing is at least as glum as when they started. So don't expect to leave the theater singing. But despite that, and the fact that as a man of the plow, I sort of see the husband's point of view, I must say that the performances in this tale are uniformly excellent. So what do you think of that? Astonishment and joy. Well, credit where credit is due. Any farmer would be proud to have a wife as composed and eloquent as Catherine Waterston's Abigail, assuming, of course, she wasn't sleeping with the neighbor lady. And Vanessa Kirby is tally. She practically spits fire without so much as raising her voice. The men, Casey Affleck as Dyer, and Christopher Abbott as Tally's husband, Finney, effectively represent men of their time, i.e., fellas raised in a restrictive world of rock-hard social moors who are each married to a woman who longs to break free of societal expectations. Their bitterness and confusion are palpable, even though, as with their better halves, they seem mostly set on slow burn. The portrayals, in other words, are built from the inside out, emanating from the very core of these actors. And I wonder if Abigail isn't so much homosexual as tally-sexual. That is, she longs not for one gender or another, but for the love tally offers. A love to replace the lost bond between mother and child and husband and wife. Of course, if you'd asked me, uh, they'd have all solved their problems if they'd have just moved here to the Mid-South, where the weather is temperate, the soil is rich, and the farmers are cheerful. But that's just my two cents, and that's what most advice is worth. Anyway, see this film for the fine performances and affecting story, or maybe for two women kissing, if that piques your interest. That's totally none of my business. No siree. Next week, I'll be reviewing the film Nomadland with Francis McDormand. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>